0: Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This time, Roger and I watched Season 2, Episode 7, Child of the Moon. As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. In the enchanted forest of the past, Snow and Red are on the run from the Queen's men. As Wolf's time approaches, Red sends Snow away and discovers a pack of wolves, which includes her mother. They teach her how to control the wolf inside her, but when they ask her to turn on Snow, she refuses. The ensuing fight results in her mother's death, but Red is happy to have found her true family, Snow, who accepts her for who she really is, human and wolf. In Storybrook, Ruby is worried about turning for the first time since the curse broke. She escapes her makeshift prison, and when they discover a very dead Billy, Ruby is sure she's the culprit. George rallies the town against her, but David steps in, showing Ruby that she can control the wolf. George was the one who killed Billy and tried to frame Ruby, but he gets what he really wants by destroying Jefferson's hat, David's only way back to Snow and Emma. You, Roger, what do you think of this episode?
1: Well, it's better than I recall. I'd still say it's probably just average to me. Uh, George is fantastic in this episode. This is the first episode where really we get that like villain who kind of steals the show. Um, the Ruby backstory is nice. It's not great because it doesn't really, like, go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. So, you know, I'm okay with it. What about you?
0: Yeah, same. I thought this episode was pretty average. I think the storybook storyline is a little better. Um, I, it's nice to see Ruby's backstory and that she's, like, able, learns how to control the wolf. I feel like the acting in the Enchanted Fort, like, all of the actors in the Enchanted Forest, are a little... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's very... overdone.
1: Yeah, it's forced. Like, yeah. It just doesn't hit the way that they want it to. Like They try to make it very dramatic. And like, I chose me! And you're like, Ugh, shut up. Yeah. And the, it's kind of like when Regina at the beginning is like, and I will destroy you. And you're yeah. like, Nobody
0: talks like that. Nobody like, talks like that. Stop
1: with this nonsense.
0: Um, But yeah, it's, it's it's a good episode. There's some good pieces in here. Really good lines from Granny in this episode. Granny's the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and... <laughs> I I guess furthering the plot by stopping it in its tracks. How on earth are they going to get home?
1: I'm going to start with Granny real quick. Sure. I feel like they did a good job of... um, Properly introducing her at the beginning of the series where she hits Ruby with that line of when you're trying to sleep your way up and down the eastern seaboard. And pretty much since then, she's always got a zinger or two. She's not Regina level, but she's pretty close. Like, she's got some good lines.
0: Yeah, she has some really good zingers for being a generally nice person that doesn't murder people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that that's a characterization that I ever anticipated to hear. And yet... Totally accurate.
0: Me either. Um, although I think it will be interesting in the future to understand the consequences of Granny's choice to lie to Red about her parents.
1: Yeah. No, that's an interesting one. And we
0: had we had previously talked about how ridiculous it was for Granny to try to keep the fact that Red is a wolf from Red.
1: <laughs> also, why parents seem to love to lie to their children? In a, I, I don't know. It, it's um to protect them. And, like, in some cases I understand that there are things children simply don't understand. But you can tell them the truth when they're an adult. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a point where you go, hey, I, we need to talk.
0: Like, you could tell them the truth when they, like, physically turn into a wolf. For example. Me. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. That seems like a good time. Um, the two lines that we're referencing, by the way... One of them is a, a hilarious adult line, because if you know, you know, but you don't necessarily know. It's not all it's cracked up to be, referencing her wolf hearing, especially when you run a hotel. <laughs> a child's not going to know what you're talking about, but we as adults definitely all understand they're talking about city council meetings.
0: They are definitely talking about city council meetings. And also just the, like, monotony of oh, what yeah. people must think or say to themselves out loud or to each other. Just having to hear that all the time would be so annoying. So
1: here's my question. She ran a hotel during the curse. For whom?
0: No one. There were no strangers. I think that's why she was always so concerned about paying her rent. Luckily, they have Granny's Diner to supplement it, but...
1: But It's just weird. Nobody was
0: staying there, yeah. Yeah,
1: Because she even says, like, oh, a visitor. Like, Like, She's never seen a visitor before.
0: I think that's, like, the only hotel in town, too
1: they barely fill up that one. Why would you need another hose Well, later
0: out? it gets pretty full.
1: Well, right. sure, that makes sense. But like yeah. right now, I think we've had two visitors ever.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: And they kick out the one visitor pretty quickly.
0: <laughs> we don't allow felons here.
1: Lady, you should allow anyone who will pay you money.
0: <laughs> I think the other line to which you are referring is the next one goes between your eyes. The
1: shot that she makes where she knocks the gun out of his hand is badass.
0: Oh, yeah, she did not miss. She no. did that on purpose oh yeah and and George. granny knows. is a generally nice person who doesn't murder people but
1: will it necessary.
0: <laughs> yes yeah. generally
1: nice person who typically will not murder people yes yeah no those uh quintessential granny lines
0: this episode also plays into the horror uh, yeah. that we saw in the previous episode a little bit not not to the same degree but man that body
1: i wouldn't call horror i would call this one like thriller
0: yeah okay thriller that's a yeah. better that's a better description because uh, it's not
1: really supposed to be scary. It's more or less like, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. The body.
0: The body. George cut a person in half. With a hatchet. With a hatchet. A bloody hatchet that we later see again with blood still on it. Who does that? Who leaves a bloody hatchet in their trunk? Well,
1: a man who is... So, George, I don't think he cared about TV in the first place. Yeah. I think his entire goal was what he got at the end. And well done, man. Like... To a T, he got the sheep of a townspeople to all follow him for... These people suck, by the way. Can we be very clear on this? Like, I don't know who's all in the town, but they all thought Mary Margaret was a murderer for really no good reason. You've known this woman for 28 years. There's no reason to suspect that she was killing someone just because she was having an affair with her husband is ridiculous. Then they all want to go kill Regina, which actually kind of makes a little bit of sense, but still, like, weak. And then you want to follow George to go murder Ruby.
0: They're just uh, weaklings, weak you know, peasants. I,
1: at some point, I'm starting to not feel sorry for all the bad things that Regina and Cora have done to them. <laughs> like, maybe you all They're deserve They're terrible. It. They're just pretty bad people. Uh, what do you want to go next?
0: Oh, there's so many places to go. Uh, let's, let's stick with Storybrooke here. I knew something bad was going to happen to the hat from the very beginning yeah. when Blue says, Lock this up. Keep it safe.
1: <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> Why couldn't Blue just keep it?
0: And where did he put it? And why? It's how- safe, I'm sure, that uh, he has access to. Silly.
1: I mean, Blue should have just, I don't know, magically hidden it somewhere. Aren't you the fairy? She does nothing helpful. She's useless.
0: Yeah, she's not helpful.
1: All she does is say things that, you know, give things away or, or worst. Either that or she's a great villain. Um, Gus, this is a second Cinderella reference.
0: Yes, he was Gus Gus, the one of the mice. He likes cheese. This poor boy.
1: Why does she want to call him Billy?
0: That's his name.
1: Oh, that's his cursed name. Yeah, I see. They,
0: I think they, I think it's implied that they used to date in storybrook Is it? it? It's it's brought up in the episode with Cinderella, The Price of Gold. Uh she had been talking to Billy at that point too.
1: Mm, okay. Like, I
0: mean, I don't know if they were like in a serious relationship, but they had they have clearly dated before. He also alludes to like, I know Ruby. I want to get to know Red.
1: Fair. Okay. That makes
0: sense. <laughs> but he was a mouse, so maybe his life got better in the curse. Actually.
1: It didn't end better. That was brutal. It did not end, end better. Also, the way that, kind of going to George real quick, the way that George dismissively talks about him is sadistic. He was a mouse. Like, okay, <laughs> but, like, you didn't have to murder him the way. Like, I think damn.
0: everyone else is a mouse to George. I think so, too.
1: <laughs> I really I really think so, too. Uh, yeah, no, that, uh, that was wild.
0: Um, sticking with David and George while we're... We're on this, as you said. It was nice to see a villain, and a, a real true villain,
1: non redeemable. Just this is a bad, bad man.
0: Yep. Also, seeing David t- being typically confident, David.
1: We passed confidence here. This was arrogant. <laughs> he knows that this man is a cruel and sadistic monster, yeah. and basically says, "Bring it on." He challenges him, which is like that makes sense for a prince to be like, "You can't touch me." but you know that there's a lot of townspeople he can't hurt. Yeah. Now, I don't know what he could have done to stop him because we don't live in a world where he's just king, so... And
0: and he's also not magical. He's not
1: magical, so it's Mm -hmm. like until George does something, he can't do anything. But he had to know something was coming.
0: And George is so fucking dramatic with that hat. It's great. He waited until David showed up to throw it in the fire so he could throw it in his face.
1: Do you know why he's so dramatic? No, why? Because he wants revenge.
0: Mm.
1: And he's getting his revenge, and it's bringing him joy that he is making David suffer.
0: Revenge for what?
1: Be- David abandoned his kingdom.
0: Yeah. David, who is a shepherd, yeah. who was stolen from his home You're talking by like-
1: King George. Yes, but George still <laughs> sees himself as the victim here. All you had to do was just not marry for true love. Save my kingdom, give me infinite riches, and we didn't have a problem. Instead, you chose to follow your true love, and now I'm not ridiculously wealthy. George is a sick man, but his grudge makes sense in his eyes. And he, he <laughs> does get revenge here, Like, right? He basically yeah. watches as, as uh, David has to watch the hat burn. And he even taunts him with the same line he said earlier, you should have killed me when you had the chance.
0: Well, then David almost does.
1: I don't think he almost killed him. I think he punches in and thinks about it. He draws a gun. He
0: draws him. a gun and cocks it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think I think George knew Charming doesn't have to. he can't pull the trigger. I'll be honest. I don't think David has that in him. Mm. I think he it's one thing to say it's another thing to murder someone in cold blood.
0: Yeah, we, of course it yeah. is. Now gold on the
1: other he wouldn't have played this game with gold. No. No.
0: He would not.
1: Um there's a point where George and David are standing in the sheriff's station and they're kind of going face-to-face and it reminded me a lot of Regina and Emma.
0: Oh, uh-huh. It
1: was very much that parallel of this is the hero, this is the villain, we're going to start the battle. And it was honestly quite nice to see. It was uh-huh. nice to see a hero and a villain really going face-to-face. They've got a nice backstory as far as they they genuinely detest one another. Like, you don't believe... I could never imagine them going on an adventure together. They, they hate each other. They, I think one of them would kill the other one. And I like it. I, I wish we'd get more George.
0: Yeah, I also, David is, I mean, arrogant is a word, but also brave. He walks in front of that mob and stops them from attacking Ruby. And then he says something and they sort of all like charge at him and he still doesn't budge.
1: Yeah, but I think someone someone says we're not sheep or they're not sheep, which is usually like you only say that because you kind of know you are. Like, those are all weak-willed people. They're, yeah. They're looking for a leader to follow. So the moment da- David established himself as the leader, they're like,
0: okay, sir. He they're, also walks up to a wolf. That that's he potentially badass. Him. Though I think, again, and trusted her to yeah. be who he knew her to be.
1: He knows that Ruby deep down is good, mm-hmm. even if she's as the wolf and was not going to straight up. Now, George? George might have died there. Yeah. <laughs> might <have> eaten him. <laughs> but yeah, no, he was very brave to basically... Put your life on the line in front of a wolf who we don't know if she can control this yeah. right now.
0: He, he also has, um, his body language very much matches the way that one might deal with an, a frightened animal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Calming, yeah. but uh, but assertive. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Ruby's decisions in this episode are so baffling to me.
1: Baffling is a word. Yeah. I would use the word terrible.
0: Well, I mean, one, she just like destroys that freezer. That's not really a bad decision. It just she really destroyed it. I I get are we meant to believe that George let her yes. out? I, but I, she I, definitely scratched the shit out of that freezer. I'm one
1: hundred percent of the belief that she was scratching to get out and George popped the lock.
0: How did he get out of her way? I don't know. Well too, let's not think about that too hard. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when she says I need to pay for all I've done isn't and David says, but they'll kill you. And she says, isn't that what I deserve? <laughs> like, yeah, you did you did murder someone when you didn't know that you were a wolf.
1: Yeah. I, that, uh,
0: you murdered a lot of someones. But that's not...
1: A lot of the... Other than Peter, most of those people were going to kill you. It's true. It's not like these were innocent townsfolk. And as we know, the townsfolk mostly suck.
0: Well, yeah, that's true. Townsfolk mostly suck. Although in their defense in that situation... They just thought it was a killer wolf. They had no reason to believe that it was wolf a wolf. But the wolf was only killing their sheep. That's true. I, mean,
1: I think they even talked about, just sacrifice some livestock and you'll be good. Him. Yeah. And they're like, no, we don't want this. And look, I get that's an easy decision for us to make because it's not our livelihood. But like, y'all went out there.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then she locks Bell in the library. Which, I can't believe that they thought chains would be effective anyway. Like, that is exactly how Peter died.
1: <laughs> also... We know what down there, there's like a dungeon.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Put her
1: in the dungeon, raise the elevator. I think you're good.
0: Or just like leave her in the elevator like halfway down. Okay, or that.
1: (laughs) I mean, literally, but like she could actually like roam around down there and be kind of good. Yeah. And then uh, let her back up when it's time to go.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. Also, my curiosity on this, does the moon, does she automatically change when the moonlight exists or when it hits her?
0: That's a good question because she doesn't change instantly at the end when she takes off the cloak and gives it to David. Which might be because she has more point. control. Yeah. I mean, I think she still has to turn into a wolf, but I think she had like she probably has more control of her body and can determine the timing. But I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, because like in the den, I assume that they don't just automatically turn into wolves. They choose to turn into wolves. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I mean, they can choose to turn into That's wolves. It's true, yeah. But I'm not sure if they can do that at any time, even when it's not wolf's time. I don't know unclear unclear
1: a lot, lot of questions in this episode that weren't answered
0: typically in werewolf lore werewolves turn into werewolves and like when the moon is full whether they are inside or outside
1: so even if you're trapped in the deepest darkest yeah. cage you'll turn into a werewolf mm-hmm. all right i'll leave it at that
0: which i guess is the assumption because they had her inside of the jail and they assumed yeah. that she was going to turn into a and wolf she there. did yeah
1: unless he fakes the scratches yeah um I like the little scene in it's quick where Snow sees the wanted poster. Is that the first time she had seen said poster? Oh, maybe. Yeah. She it, looks that would make disgusted sense. when she sees that like you're calling me a treason like a traitor and you're the one who killed the king? Like you can see the look on her face briefly and she's like you got to be fucking kidding me.
0: I also really like how the writers of the show use those posters to help us place the point in time. Yes. Yeah, it's like, very helpful. Like they use them now. all the time like mm-hmm. throughout. Uh you want to talk about Henry? Uh, sure. I love that he's drinking coffee to stay up. That's kind of adorable. That is exactly how
1: a kid would try to deal with this situation. I'll
0: just not sleep ever. Which is also how Aurora was trying to deal with the situation, by the
1: way. (laughs) Now, Henry's 10, so I understand that he would not know better.
0: She's probably 18. Mm, You think she's older?
1: Well, if she's 18 right now, she's been with Philip for a little bit. He did not look like he's 18.
0: Oh, I think he's also supposed to be young. Okay. 20s. I'm pretty sure in the movie Sleeping Beauty, she's like 16. Gross. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I also, one of my favorites, David called Regina for help. I like that. I noted that.
1: (laughs) It's actually like a little, so there's a line. David called Regina for help, and then Regina called Gold for help. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Uh, interesting, like, Henry is getting burned from his dreams. Like, not only is it real in that, like, his mind is going there, but, like, his physical body is also going there somehow. So
1: this is confusing me. Yeah, same. Why is he getting burned and she is not? I don't know. And why didn't Snow get burned? Like, why is he the only one? Now, granted, I guess he's not from the magical land, but, like, why is he getting burned and the adults aren't?
0: Aurora will start to get burned later um, okay but I don't know
1: like Snow never mentions being burned no. and she was in under a sleeping curse for a bit mm-hmm. and from what we learned from gold is that you go there and it just happens continuously while yeah. you're in the curse there's no way you wouldn't have gotten burned there because it would just you would just be there yeah. the whole time it would be like everywhere you can go
0: The writers later have a little workaround around around that i mean i
1: know the later workaround which is maybe what happens but that didn't happen to aurora no it
0: didn't i don't know what's up with that it's
1: very weird and is this what we were presumably he was suffering when he was poisoned
0: so the thought so what we later learn is that the the room is only the red burning room is only where you go after you have awoken from a sleeping curse when you go to sleep so, there's like a different room that you go to
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> you know okay is it a room that we can get to via jefferson's hat
0: no it is not excellent because it's metaphysical maybe i don't know
1: um you want to
0: talk about rumple
1: well that my next point was about rumple with henry mm-hmm. um one of the things i like is that he's over there and he's basically playing the role of a doctor here he's, he's trying to cure and he, he makes like a little necklace with a potion and he gives it to henry doesn't ask for anything and Regina goes hold on there's always a price and he mocks her and says for a house call you couldn't afford it i don't know why he felt the need to do that but i love that he just slaps her down like you needed my help and you couldn't have gotten it i'm just doing this for henry this is on me yeah. like he just not a weird flex logical flex there and it's funny that he's nice enough to do that for henry when he hates regina at this point oh yeah like there, he could have been like no you did this to your son you let him suffer but he's not actually willing to punish Henry for this one. He likes- which is strange.
0: I almost just said he likes little boys, which is just... Strange.
1: You gotta stop he using really has that
0: He has a phrase. softness <laughs> for little boys sounds just as bad. He
1: has a soft spot for sons, <laughs> is what I think what you are trying to
0: say. <laughs> he has a softness for little boys.
1: Literally, just no more phrasing. You are no longer allowed to reference Rumple and children at all. Like, just away please mm, that's bad it really is like even hearing you say it now i'm like this i'm feeling icky um <laughs> bell drops a hilarious line about i'm an expert at rehabilitation is bell the classic i can fix him girl
0: definitely definitely is the i can fix him girl jeez yeah all bad Not good. Not a a good
1: look. it's funny to me that, and this is just like a bit of a commentary, but we seem to always be okay with women who do that. But if a man were to use that phrase, it sounds weirdly possessive.
0: To rehabilitate?
1: I can fix her. Yeah. Like, you you can't even say that as a man without sounding like, are you a psycho?
0: Yeah, it does sound weird.
1: Yeah, but for some reason, when we hear women say it about men, we're just like, oh, she's just going to make him a better person. But, like, (laughs) if Rumper was like, I can fix Belle, you'd be like, weirdo
0: he doesn't actually say this but this is essentially what david is trying to help ruby with in this episode he's not actually fixing her he's trying to help her fix herself
1: yeah, but this isn't her boyfriend no, saying of course. and trying to fix he's trying of to course. help her with a problem she came to him with yes yeah that's the difference here
0: any other storybook bits
1: oh i mean um bell being chained up in the library that has to be a little bit traumatizing for someone who was locked up for 28 years and then also locked up in a castle before that
0: and they make a joke about it i know very like we're gonna need a new maid just like oh i maybe left bell locked up in the library whoops that was hours ago ruby hours (laughs) which
1: like again bell's probably used to it she's like well i've been chained up most of my life at this point
0: how, how much you want to bet Belle literally just is, like, reading books Yeah, off the shelves. Guaranteed. <laughs> she's Guaranteed. like, this is not the worst place I've ever been locked up. Honestly, of
1: the three places <laughs> she's been, four places she's been locked up, this probably reminds her yeah. a lot of uh, Rumpelstiltskin's library. So, yeah. yeah, Belle is uh, constantly a victim. Yep. It's okay, though. Luckily, oh. she never holds a grudge, so it's fine.
0: I do like how she jumps in um, to sort of save Ruby from her... Yeah, Ruby. Save? Not, well, she doesn't really know what's going on yeah. from from the outside because Ruby looks really uncomfortable, and she sort of jumps in and is like, "Oh, we're having a girls' night," and then she talks to her about it. She's like, "He seems nice. What's the matter with you?" And then she like gets Ruby to talk to her about it, which Ruby had been being kind of cagey with everybody all day.
1: It seemed like an inverse to the scene where Whale was trying to pick up Ruby. Yeah. And then Mary Margaret kind of jumps in to actually save her from him, uh-huh. and she's like, ah, "I don't. I've been dealing with Lutch all my life." <laughs> And this time, Gus is not being like that at all. Oh. He's actually being a good dude. And, he yeah, asked on a date. Yeah, sweet. and she's just like nervous because of, you know, the whole wolf thing and thing. But yeah, it's like the same, like she makes the save, but it's like, well, he didn't seem like a bad guy. Why did you need saving? And then, of course, that helps um, explain everything. But yeah. I also
0: always hate that trope in TV shows and movies when someone, like when, when Billy asked her on a date and she can't because she's busy that night. I'm like, who the fuck asked someone on a date for that night? Like, do people have plans? And then instead of just saying, like, I can do it on Tuesday, what?
1: You Do you find it that perplexing that someone would ask someone for a date on the same night?
0: Yes, that is absurd. That's absurd. <laughs> You've um, never heard
1: the phrase, what are you doing
0: later? Yeah, I've definitely heard that phrase. And what I'm doing later has been in my calendar for a month. <laughs>
1: Let me explain something to you about the rest of society. <laughs> most of us do not have that much going on in our life that we have to plan out most nights. I see. Yes.
0: In any case. Sure. She could have just said, how about Tuesday? And that would have resolved the whole issue.
1: <laughs> yeah, or like next week.
0: But I guess the idea is she feels like a monster.
1: So she, And she remembers what happens to yeah. her last boyfriend. So. <laughs>
0: She's worried she might eat him.
1: Yep. No, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. I don't know how you really get over that one. But she doesn't say no, either.
0: No, she doesn't say no.
1: So that, like, if you were worried about killing him, no probably should be the answer.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Not, uh, let's do it another time. Maybe she's hoping that she can figure out how to control it. Because she did control it in the past. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think I have anything else I need to reference in Storybook.
0: Yeah, me either. Enchanted Forest of the past.
1: Oh, yeah. I did not like this part of the episode. This bored me.
0: It's also the, Anita, is that her name? Her mother? Mm -hmm. I have seen that actress and like her in many things. She was in the X-Files. She was in uh, The Haunting of Hill House and Midnight Mass. She was great. I don't know why I thought she was so terrible. Like, the lines that they give her to say are pretty ridiculous. The only way to stop them is to kill them first. We'll feast on a princess at dawn. Who says shit like that?
1: I feel like there's a quote like that in Game of Thrones. It's much more crude towards the end. When the guy who's making the deal with Cersei says, when do I get to bag a queen? He doesn't say bag. But that's like the closest that I can think to that. And it's a terrible line even then. <laughs> so like These lines, are. Yeah, I don't know what they were going for with this one. I don't even actually hate the story. I think the story part of the episode is actually interesting yeah. and compelling. This part of the episode was just dumb like i did not enjoy it
0: i get it like i i like that they i like that ruby learns how to control her powers and i like the relationship between her and snow but the the other wolves was it was a lot
1: the quinn thing was stupid to me like it wasn't like you know he's threatening to burn the cloak and everything and i was like all right you just come off like a douche and then the whole this is her mother and they allude to the fact that granny was lying Mm -hmm. which is interesting but they i don't does that i don't remember that later consequence really ever coming up like Where's the father?
0: Yeah, I don't think we talk about that ever again. I don't think we
1: ever meet the father. So it's like, okay. It's very disappointing. It would have been nice to know what the actual story was. Like, why did you take me from my pack? Um, I think the scene where they run is actually kind of cool. Like, visually, that's interesting to see. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how they wake up fully clothed every time.
0: It's magic, Roger. They turn into wolves. Is it so ridiculous that they can return in their clothes?
1: I'm sorry, considering the woman across from me talked about inflation in one of our episodes, I don't think you get to chastise me for wondering why the clothes are still on when other werewolf lore, they actually rip their clothes, or, like, I think in Twilight they wake up naked.
0: Yeah, they also wake up naked in True Blood.
1: Yeah, exactly. This is, I mean, I get it's an ABC show and all that, but, like, that's yeah. kind of I mean,
0: yeah, the HBO show about... <laughs> Yeah. sexy vampires and werewolves versus <laughs> an ABC television show for families.
1: Well, and like, especially like in the one, she's running out in the middle of the woods, she does her thing and then she wakes up fully clothed in bed.
0: Yep. That was weird. Uh, that was very weird. If she had
1: woken up in the woods, okay, I would just go magic here, this makes sense, but she got back to the bed and just, did she as a wolf climb into bed?
0: <laughs> I guess. Cover herself up? They and They all just make a, make a dog pile? Make a dog pile
1: <laughs> and they just, uh, yeah, that was, that was something. Um, also, I like that Snow just like walks into a, underground castle. <laughs> I
0: know she follows Wolf Prince and is like this is a weird place for wolves to be and wasn't she concerned about like I, I love that Ruby taught her to track because yep. remember when she oh was in the God. other episode yes. she was like is this is this a wolf and yeah. it's like that's a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rabbit.
1: Not even close <laughs> to the right side. Also, the way that they make that description, the wolf, it seems like it's this huge, big, bad wolf with these massive paws. And then we see the wolves, and I'm like, well, your
0: paws aren't actually that massive. Yeah, I mean, they're big. They're certainly large. But things. they're not like
1: massive, terrifying, bloody, destroy-you creature type that yeah. they were alluding to in the previous episode where they come up and there's just like that hill of bodies. You remember that yeah. scene? Yeah. I'm like,
0: That was terrifying. Yeah.
1: I thought we were going to see the big, bad
0: wolf. But yeah, Snow walks into this thing and is like, there's she she is looking yeah. like cautious. Um, and then Quinn instantly tries to murder her.
1: <laughs> you know what I thought of when she was creeping down in that scene? You stupid, reckless, irresponsible little girl.
0: But like, how many times does
1: Granny have to tell you to stop doing this kind of nonsense?
0: Yeah. And then her mother's response, like it was Snow's, I, granted Snow is very sorry that she led the soldiers to this place, which maybe she did, maybe she didn't. They arrived quite a bit after they, she They arrived. definitely
1: followed her there.
0: Okay, reasonable. She's very sorry. <laughs> and, her, and Anita's response is, we're going to eat her
1: does it remind you of a certain other high conflict person
0: (laughs) yeah a little bit
1: (laughs) i didn't mean to do this this is all your fault like (laughs) god this poor girl every single older woman in her life blames her for every bad thing that happens it's like okay yeah she was indirectly responsible but you know damn well that was not her intent yeah and your response isn't like cast her out totally fair we're gonna feast on a princess dumb just dumb really dumb oh you made your choice you're one of us now kill her and of course then they have the like where what was that thing
0: that the mother landed? I don't know, because the it seemed like from the positioning that she fell on it. Yeah. But then if you look at it, I have no idea how that could have gone through her chest. Like it's not just a yeah. stick. It has like a huge ball in the yeah. middle. Like that she would have just died instantly. Also,
1: this thing apparently I'm led to believe was just sitting like this. So yeah, that's just totally. a hazard in like if you tripped and fell, good night. Then <laughs> you just have this thing that's going to impale you.
0: Yeah, not not smart.
1: No, this not is, a
0: good design in your wolf den,
1: especially in a place where wolves are running around yeah. very quickly.
0: But <laughs> maybe you know, playing whatever. There's also
1: transforming, and maybe some blackouts. So like stumbling could be a thing.
0: Who knows? Yeah,
1: not my favorite at all.
0: I I did like the the sort of message behind the episode. The like
1: moral of the story?
0: Yeah, the moral of the story like Ruby says, you were the only person who thought it was okay for me to be both, like both human and a wolf. Because Granny wanted her to be just a human and her mother wanted her to be just a wolf. But I don't I don't know that I needed all of the cheesy build up to that.
1: I, I like the line. I appreciate when people um, love people for who they are. Not trying to make... <laughs> Ruby, either a wolf or a human. You're just
0: going to throw this at me like every time we talk about it, aren't you? Yes!
1: <laughs> let people be who they are. Don't try to fix them. Just let them be who they are. Mm-hmm. You think self- they're a
0: murderer? I mean murder. She
1: just murdered her mom. We call Ruby a murderer? That was an
0: accident and she was protecting Snow.
1: Intent is meaningless. <laughs> Yeah,
0: but I mean, actually... Intent is meaningless, except no, didn't intend to leave the... (laughs) But Ruby
1: is a murderer. She doesn't mean to do it, but she has killed people who are innocent here. So technically, she actually is a murderer, but we know that she's a good person. So yeah, I think that... Well, she
0: figured figured it out. She changed. Okay,
1: fair enough. Yeah. I don't have anything else.
0: I don't think I have anything else either. Uh, Um, Just that we know, we get a very brief Enchanted Forest of the present scene... Uh, which sort of melds with the storybook scene with oh, Henry. Yes, um, Aurora and Henry are speaking to each other, and what is that going to mean?
1: Also, they say we know where Cora is hiding. Th- why would the hell would Cora be hiding from them?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. What- Cora's not
1: afraid of them. Like, she has magic. That's, they
0: don't. That's definitely a trap. <laughs> Duh!
1: Duh!
0: <laughs> I, <yeah. sighs>
1: This overconfidence that they have going up against a woman who terrifies Regina shocks me.
0: Yeah, it is pretty shocking. Favorite moment? I got two. Go ahead.
1: Both are Granny's quips.
0: Yeah, they're good. They're good quips.
1: They're perfect. I love them. I got no beef with that.
0: Mine is unsurprisingly when Ruby calls to know her family. Yeah.
1: Found family. <laughs> the moment you said found family, I just penciled in my brain. This is Chelsea's favorite moment.
0: <laughs> um... It's definitely not my favorite found family moment of the series.
1: I know what your favorite found family but. moment of the series is. Yes. I Also, my runner-up actually was when she talks to Snow and says, you're the only person who accepted me for the yeah. run. Yeah. No, I think it's that's beautiful. a great moment.
0: Most ridiculous moment?
1: George is a sadistic and cruel man and yet has no desire for revenge on Regina.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make sense.
1: Like, I would get it if that was something he didn't care about, but he clearly cared about his kingdom as far as, like, he wants to be in charge. And Regina ripped that away from him. He seems to be okay with it.
0: Well, and Regina is the reason that he didn't have any money in the first place in the Enchanted Forest.
1: He may not know that.
0: I mean, he knows that she stopped trading with him. That's
1: true, actually, yeah. She doesn't (laughs) know why. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is weird that he just seems to have no animosity towards Regina at all.
0: Yeah, it's weird.
1: It's very weird. Like,
0: I get it. My conflict person has decided it's all David's fault.
1: I don't know if I put him in the high conflict. He doesn't, like, the things he blames David for, David actually did. It's just his twisted worldview is why he thinks they're (laughs) wrong. He isn't, like, wrong about the fact that David abandoned him. He's just ignoring the fact that he kidnapped David as a child. Or not as a child, but kidnapped James.
0: Yeah. Mine is also about George. He hacked up a body. Yeah. With a hatchet. With a hatchet. Just to get revenge on David. Also, how
1: strong is he?
0: Yeah, that's disgusting. And he didn't hide the evidence! What's the matter with you, man?
1: Well, he wanted him to find the evidence.
0: I guess, but he still could have gotten everything he wanted and not been caught for that crime.
1: He's the, his, uh, um, isn't he the DA? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't, he's, yeah. No one's going to prosecute him. Or he's the ADA, I, guess. I should say. Yeah, he doesn't care. And honestly, I think all he cared about was getting what he
0: got at the end with the hat.
1: That was all he wanted.
0: Yeah. Who's your loser? David. David!
1: Yeah. He watched the one Oh, no, yeah. Thing. That's really bad. Yeah. And not only that, I think, not only did he lose that, I think being tricked by George after he arrogantly said, bring it on, has to bother him. Because it's kind of like, I kind of invited this challenge, and then I lost. And I put Ruby at risk. Like, yeah. Because he even said, this isn't because of her. This is all because of me. He yeah. got someone killed. I mean, it's not his fault. It's George, who's the monster who did all this. But it was kind of like, maybe I shouldn't have antagonized him.
0: Okay. Yeah. I feel like he was very brave at many periods in this episode, but I, I will explain. I don't that.
1: think he's a loser because of what he necessarily like he was weak or anything like this. It was more so that like he lost some things that are pretty bad.
0: I have a very Roger choice.
1: You have the mother?
0: No. I oh. chose Billy.
1: <laughs> oh, Gus.
0: Gus, yeah. Yeah? <laughs>
1: Yeah, being he, cut Yep, being cut in half is a loss.
0: Being cursed by Regina is maybe the best thing that ever happened to him because he's no longer a mouse. He's a person. He seems to have a pretty chill life. He's maybe gonna get a go on a date with Ruby. And then this poor fucker <laughs> just gets hacked to death by George for no reason.
1: He was just a mouse.
0: He didn't do anything.
1: He's the Catherine of the season. He's the
0: Catherine of the season. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. No, I... That is a very me choice. I considered him... He, this is going to sound mean, but he didn't feel important enough. Yeah. He no, reasonable. Loser. He was like the... He was just the person to die in the background.
0: Who's your winner? King George. Wow! Yeah, that's a good choice.
1: Of the episode... He ultimately gets his revenge on David. Uh-huh. He, he torments him. He burns the hat. He doesn't necessarily like get anything from it, but he just gets the pleasure of knowing that the shepherd boy who crossed him once upon a time for his family is never going to see his family again. And that's all he really wanted here.
0: Okay. I chose Ruby.
1: Yeah, Ruby was the other thought I had.
0: She learns how to control the wolf. She didn't actually kill anyone in bro Oh, I was
1: like, uh, her mom might disagree. <laughs>
0: um, and she that joy on her face when she like gets to go run for the first time and not worry about murdering anyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not having to worry about murder is probably very relieving.
0: Top of the list. Yeah. Uh,
1: no, I think that's a good one. I mean, it's a Ruby-centric episode, so yeah. you would expect her to win. And I'm actually shocked that when I looked at it, I was like, I think George got a little bit more of what he wanted than Ruby did, even though they both yeah. got a lot of things.
0: I think that's fair.
1: Yeah, which is interesting because I don't think coming into this, I thought this was the George episode. I thought it was another one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it makes sense because he was using her as a pawn. Um, yeah, okay.
0: What are you looking forward to?
1: What's our next episode?
0: Our next episode is Into the Deep, which I believe heavily focuses on Cora, But... I don't have a lot of details about what that episode is, but I, my hope is to learn more about how Aurora and Henry are going to be talking to each other in this red room because they keep trying to tell us that this is really important and they keep ending all the episodes with this information. So I really want them to resolve it so we can talk about something else.
1: (laughs) So speaking of really wanting to resolve it, I'm kind of ready for them to just start doing something. Like we've gotten a lot of... We're just all like this has the lord of the rings feel to me we're doing a lot of walking and we're doing a lot of moving but nothing's really advancing like it's slowly trickling and i'm kind of like hurry the fuck up <laughs> what the hell are you guys doing okay we burn the hat okay uh cora's hiding why cora would be hiding from you is ridiculous to me but whatever can we like get them meeting up with cora eventually can we figure out what the hell happened to hook can we see the man from the cold open in the real world again other than just the flashback this time Something. I need something. Can we figure out what Rumpel's plan is? To get. I mean, like it's just there's all these like threads, and we're not answering any of these threads. And I'm like, hurry the hell up already! <laughs> <laughs> Answer one of my threads. That's all I want. Just give me something.
0: I like how that's your perception of *Lord of the Rings*. I mean, you're not wrong. Especially Frodo and Sam. That's like what they do the whole time. They just walk. Yeah. Or oh my god, the *Game of Thrones* book, *A Feast for Crows*, and all Brienne does is walk around with Pod asking people if they have seen a red-haired maiden that just happens for like hundreds of pages is all they do yeah it's awful i mean
1: not to go off on the lord (laughs) of the rings tangent but like that scene from clerks 2 where he makes the guy throw up because he's a star wars fan and he was like the only return that i acknowledge is the return of the jedi and the guy's like i can't handle it that's (laughs) pretty much exactly my feeling from lord of the rings okay yeah
0: You've just angered many of our fans, I'm sure.
1: I know. It's fine. Luckily, they're all probably like Frodo and can't do anything to me, so I'll be okay.
0: <laughs> Please send your comments <laughs> to twiceuponatimepod at gmail.com.
1: Assume, and if they could read, they'd be very angry about what I said. Um,
0: <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> We love you, listeners. One of my best
1: friends is a lower-ranked fans. to be fair. So that means I'm not a hater because one of my best friends. That's of course. That works. Of yes. course.
0: 100%. All right. Well, please be sure to join us next time when we watch Season 2, Episode 8, Into the Deep.
1: And we will see you next time.